Hello, and welcome to the Mass Singer Wrap Up Podcast. I am your host, Puya the Candle Zanvakili, and with me to discuss round two of the Mass Singer and six performers out here, I've got Liana the Abacus Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I'm counting, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> That's my thing. Um, no, I'm here. I think I have all of my electronics plugged in correctly so I don't get electrocuted like the butterfly, which was absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, let's talk Mass Singer. Yeah, I'm very excited, Liana. It's, it was a pretty crazy episode. There was a lot going on. We got six performances in a the same time slot as usual. Just an hour episode. We had six performances. There's, there's a lot to break down, but it's also going to be a lot of fun to break down. This is the second impressions here. I am happy to go through all of it with you. So first things first, let's address the man, the host, the six out of ten. Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon comes out rocking a diamond turban this week. Diamond turban. And he's holding a martini glass and it was confusing. But Leona, what, what kind of game is Nick Cannon trying to get us to play? Can you explain this for me? Okay, well, first of all, his cape was just, I think, plain silver. There was maybe some pattern on the inside. So he ditched the fumigation tent this time um, in uh, uh, instead going for a, a more simpler uh, look. I was wondering about the turban, though. Do you think it costs the same amount as his shoes? Because can you imagine? He's got $2 million shoes. I, I don't know how many diamonds it takes to cover a turban, but that's probably at least like a million, right? Like, wow, yep. Nick's going for it. <laughs> well, while I do think he does have a big head i think his physical head is smaller than the big head so probably not as much as two shoes but it's got to be up there you know probably at least half a mil maybe um but i don't know you know he, his aesthetic i guess is looking like a disco ball so he kind of nailed it disco the nick the disco ball cannon yeah so this was this was actually a really funny intro uh so he walks out with a martini glass but it was clearly i mean there were no olives in it so it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a martini it wasn't even like a pretend martini uh because nick cannon decides to start us off with a drinking game which i you, so i know that the challenge rehab up has a drinking game that goes with the challenge but i don't think i've ever seen a show be like hey drink to our show because you're not gonna make it throughout the show without some water yeah like walking the line of hey get hammered you know party <laughs> it's lit but no 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 no. it's water because we're a family show and we need you to know that it's just water and drink water and drink responsibly it was That's weird right. Yep. Well, like like Nicole says, she's lit on H2O, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I think is going to be my new favorite thing. I think I'm going to start saying that. Be like, wow, Liana, you drink a lot of water. Yeah, I'm lit on H2O, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was a choice of words that uh, Nicole Scherzinger put out there. But I did like that really all this drinking game was it's one rule. And if someone makes a pun, you take a drink. Which, to be fair, the pun police should be out and running because a lot of drinking is going to happen if the show keeps on punning it like this. Well, do you think that the pun police sanctioned this drinking game? I mean, I can't imagine the pun police would be like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> if you drink while there's puns being made, then it's OK. I don't know. It's like a news clip that goes viral. And it's like, all right, well, the pun police tweeted, we do not endorse this meme, but drink responsibly. Water is good for the body. Stay hydrated. You are 70 percent water, but be 100 percent punderful. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do it next time. So for the next week's episode, I'm going to be ready to play this drinking game. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, is flab- Okay, well, anyway, Robin Thicke used Flabingo <laughs> <laughs> instead of the Flamingo. So at least there's one pun that we saw this episode. So I think it's probably going to continue. I think so, too. I think so, too. If anything, hopefully it just urges them to be more crafty with their puns and not just fast and loose with anything that puns. Mm -hmm. Flamingo was a reach, but, you know, I'll give it to him. I did not think of it. And we've seen the Flamingo twice now. So good on you, Robin, I guess. Flamingo. Flamingo. (laughs) Well, that's the perfect segue to talk about the first performer of the night, the Flamingo. Liana, (laughs) what were your thoughts of uh, on the Flamingo? So I really liked the performance from the Flamingo. Um, So she did a version of Footloose and it was like at first it was a remix version and then it went into the sort of more traditional Kenny Loggins version. Um, But I thought it was quite a choice from her. It was something that I didn't expect and I thought that she really killed it. Um, Also, now I'm just watching all of the backup dancers. Uh, Thanks, Bloom family. Uh, She had three backup dancers with giant floppy hats, which I don't know what that has to do with Footloose. Maybe I need to to rewatch. But um, but yeah, that was something that I noticed. Yeah, it's got me curious if it's the same backup dancers for all the performances and they just go to the back, do quick costume change, come back out because I don't really have faces or they don't really have faces to me. So the one person that has stuck out is the infamous uh, robot dancer from the Fox's performance. So I'm just looking out for her, see if she pops up again. But I, I got to imagine it's like a team of five or six people that do it for all the performances, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know how many dancers the Mass Singer team has empl- uh, employed, but but yeah, that would be my guess too. But yeah, I mean, they're that like a lot of them wear masks too, which I get. It's kind of like on par for the show, so you're not supposed to know who they are. They're just you know they're part of the whole performance. <laughs> they're the whole package, if you will. I also liked the Flamingos' performance. I'm really digging this thing that what uh, I feel like the performers are doing, which is. I'm going to do a different song or like a different style and like show off more range because we saw it again this uh, last night with one other performer that we'll talk about when we get to them. But ultimately, I thought the Flamingo did really well. I did like this version of Footloose. I did. I, I do dig a good remix if done right. And this was really done well, in my opinion. Um, and then I guess we can talk about the clue package and what else we got there. So is there anything that really stuck out to you that you want to talk about from the clues? Okay, so from her first clue package, we got a lot about YouTube. And so I was convinced that it was some sort of YouTube star. But then based on this, I was like almost a completely different person. Mm -hmm. It seemed like she. So first of all, the clue package, she's like in front of a pile of tires. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, But then the whole thing about like, oh, hood rat to Hollywood triple threat. And she was discovered by a wizard and taken to Hollywood. So I originally thought like, oh, she was a YouTube star that then sort of got plucked into maybe more of the Hollywood um, like kind of stuff. But it seems like, no, she actually was unknown and then pulled into Hollywood. So that kind of made me flip how I was thinking about her. Then maybe the YouTube stuff, I don't know, came later. But that was sort of like the how, the way I felt about this clue package. Yeah, the, the way I feel after the two is that because I was putting a bigger emphasis on the YouTube section. Maybe it's because I felt stronger that I figure out who it is because I'm better versed in the YouTube stuff. But this ultimately for me now is like kind of like it makes the YouTube thing seem like it's a small thing because we're getting a lot more about the rags to riches story. So I'm curious to see what else we get 
uh, from the Flamingo and Future Clue packages. But as far as a guess from me goes, I really I'm completely stumped still. I, I don't really have a standing here. The only other thing I noticed that hasn't been brought up from the clues here is that um, the Flamingo was holding an apple, which I don't know. Does that mean they're a New Yorker? Maybe. I don't know what an apple signifies. Are they just friends of Liana who went apple picking and have extra apples that they're using in shots? I'm not sure. I've been eating like two apples a day and there's still so many apples. <laughs> uh, it's a disaster. Um, okay. So I actually do have a guess. This was not my own guess. This was from, um, I think it was Jenny McCarthy who actually made this guess. Um, but Adrian Bylone, Adrian Bolone, however you say her, however you say her name. Um, so because essentially what I did was I was like, I have no freaking idea. So I looked through the guesses that the judges had made and started just doing a little bit of research on these people. And actually, she makes a lot of sense. OK, so first of all, she was discovered by Ricky Martin. Ooh. I don't know if Ricky Martin is a Wiccan <laughs> of any <laughs> sort. Um, I don't know. But, you know, otherwise it was like uh, discovered by a wizard. The only thing I could think of was like, you're a wizard, Ari. <laughs> yeah, that's all I was thinking about. Just like, <laughs> You're a wizard, Ricky. Yeah, no, you're you're a wizard, Adrian. I don't know if that's right, um, but it, it kind of makes sense because she also apparently really wanted to be an obstetrician. Which her clue the flamingo gave was when I was a kid, I wanted to be a doctor. So that seems to fit. Also, she's from New York, so it makes the apple thing um, make sense. Oh. I still don't get what the tires are all about. Um, so maybe that will become clear a little bit later, or that's just a uh, non sequitur. Or, you know, supposed to throw us off. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but she's the one, at least, that seems to be the most likely based on the clues that the, or the judges' guesses. Now, that being said, the judges are notoriously bad guessers. So <laughs> this could actually hold no weight. I don't feel super confident about it, but I think that right now, if I had to pick somebody, I would go with Adrian Ballone. I yeah I don't know this person really so she's from the cheetah girls which then your whole like raven theory I was like well, are they gonna put two cheetah girls on the same season like that seems absolutely insane but the voice does match so I don't know I, I feel pretty good about it but I'm hesitant yeah like see that's the thing for me is that you put two of them you put two of the cheetah girls on one season like you especially we have a third season coming up you could have like split them if that's the case like if both of them are actually there which we'll talk about the one that we believe to be raven or i believe to be raven later on but i i like all the things you put out there and i kind of can see it and would be interesting to see i think maybe one more clue package before we can lock this up and also i i do want to say the one thing that i'll take away from the judges guesses was that I really liked that Nicole Scherzinger equated the wizard with Simon Cowell. Um, I'm not sure how that pans out or how that works out. Um, is, is it because he's like a wizard of the industry? Is it because he's British and she's thinking of Harry Potter? I'm not sure. But the, the wizard being Simon Cowell was fun for me. And if they put the wizard on next season, my first guess is going to be Simon Cowell. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? It's like, oh, it was discovered by Chris Angel. <laughs> I don't know, like, what are their, um, f their famous wizards? <laughs> I don't know, that's, like, not a thing. Um, but one thing I did notice about the judges also is Robin Thicke likes to clap to his own guesses. Oh, yeah. So I'm, like, really debating doing that myself. Like, wow, good good guess, Liana. You just did such a great job. <laughs> it's like when someone cracks a joke and just loses it, starts slapping the <laughs> table and stuff to get that reaction out. It's like, come on, everyone. Come on, go pull, pull me up to tell me I'm how great I am. Which also he in the middle of his guess he said I, I still kind of think it's Candy Burris, 
because she would know what to do in a flamingo costume. Which, what does that mean? I have no idea what that means. Like, what? I, I don't even know what traits would be associated with knowing what to do in a flamingo costume. I, I genuinely don't know what that means. Does that mean she knows how to stand on one leg? Um, she can like crane her neck in different directions. You know, I, I genuinely don't know. Robin, it makes no sense. Uh, Robin Thicke continues to baffle me because I truly am of the belief that he probably is the most thorough of the guessers and of the panel. But at the same time, he says weird shit like that and kind of makes me feel a little weird and mm. not in a good way. Well, it's because you don't know what to do in a flamingo costume, obviously. Oh, definitely not equipped enough to fare well in a flamingo costume. But hey, that's me. I'm not the flamingo. Um, but I am a fan of this next person, Liana, and it's the leopard. Mm. <laughs> so whatever the leopard <laughs> what i'm sorry go on why why you why you say this no it's fine actually i found the leopard to be um much more bearable uh no pun intended pun intended i don't know <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense drink clap, shots of fart. water yes <laughs> um yeah so uh okay so you guessed that it was seal last time correct Yes. Okay. So here is one of my issues with the show is that as soon as you get a guess, it almost feels like everything is confirmation bias if it fits. <laughs> so like, for example, because I had seal on the mind um, mm -hmm. when we were going through the clue package and on the back door, it says 1963 as like the number on one of the doors in the clue package. So, of course, when was Seal born? Goes straight into Google, 1963. And I was like, oh, no, it's Seal. Done deal. <laughs> uh, rhyming not intended. Um, and then, you know, I looked up. It's, you know, he talks about like, oh, I once served fast food. Apparently Seal worked at McDonald's. And I, but then I just I couldn't put the voice to Seal. Like, it just doesn't sound like Seal. So what I did today was spend an inordinate amount of time listening to seal songs. And there was one song called human beings from seal. He does an affect very similar to the leopard. So I think that this is a situation where it could potentially be seal, but he's putting on some sort of affect to the oh, singing. Yes. So it's going to be really interesting because as you know, if the leopard progresses, we'll get to see more and more and we'll see if, you know, we get more of the traditional smooth seal voice, or if he continues to do this, this sort of affect to the, uh, uh, to the voice. I think that Seal is one of the people that we don't see often in the show, but someone who is very, very into the game of it all and just wants to completely fool people. Because I also spent a lot of time last, uh, not last week, but when we saw um, the leopard perform, I spent a lot of time listening to the discography of Seal to try and like get some connective tissue. There's like little vocal things here and there, vocal takes that I'm like, okay. I think it's him, but I think it's a lot of disguising, similar to how uh, like the rabbit got into character and did the twitches and stuff last season. I feel like the leopard or seal in this case is doing a lot to mask his own voice and kind of be this this new character, this new person. Like he's not just in a costume as the leopard. He the leopard is a different person. It's his like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And I think he's really working it. And I appreciate that so much. And I love the performance of uh, Stitches by Sean Mendez. I thought it was great. Um, 
And the fact that it sounds different is what I'm into. So you know how last season you loved, spoiler alert by this point, but you got to know by now, the monster, T-Pain 1. You know, remember how you loved that, oh my God, it was it's T-Pain and T-Pain's good for auto-tune, but look at this other side of T-Pain. I love this side of T-Pain. I love the versatility of Seal. <laughs> my My pick is Seal. I love Seal. And I love the leopard. And I know that it's ridiculous. And he's not even my favorite of the bunch. But he is my sentimental favorite. Ken Jong be damned. He is my sentimental favorite. So you'd say it's signed, seal, delivered? <laughs> yes! Now, everyone needs another Drink. glass of water. Just You need to keep it on deck because this is happening right now. Yeah, well, uh, the other thing, too, is that remember how the leopard did a British accent? In the yes. first clue package, it's like, oh, Seal's British. So maybe that was <laughs> real and then decided to not do it. I don't know. The thing is, is that a lot of the other clues, though, I still don't quite get. Um, so, for example, there's one that's I've lived my life in color, which just makes me think of in living color. So it's like mm -hmm. someone on in living color. Um, but then it was like, I, you know, I don't know. But I, don't, I also don't know how that relates to Seal. You know, he, um, he has a song called Color, if that helps. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. Um, I must not have gotten there in my rabbit <laughs> rabbit hole, let my leopard hole, um, listening to to his music today. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of fooling the judges, I mean, the judges really have no idea. Like Jenny guessed RuPaul, which we've already uh, like no. Uh, thankfully, Robin <laughs> shut that down. And then didn't Ken Jong guess Neil Patrick Harris, and the entire audience just booed him. Yep, I have that on my notes. It was my favorite guess of the night. Or audience like, dude, just no, back off. Like, you are so wrong right now. Nah, brah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Kenny Porter was the other one that got re-guessed this week, which I think like... No, Billy Porter. The, Billy Porter, my bad. I have Kenny in my notes for whatever reason. I don't even think anyone else named Kenny. I guess Ken Jong. Ken Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Oh, Kenny Loggins, yeah. Okay, there's a couple <laughs> Kennys around. I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, so... Um, the one thing I do want to say, Liana, about the, the I once served fast food. So you are right um, in checking. Seal did, in fact, allegedly work at McDonald's. I didn't go that route. I went the weird like it's that whole like bias, which you're trying to fit it into Seal now. I'm trying to fit it into Seal. So I'm like, OK, so this past year for, um, I believe, one of these sports teams that won and won a visit to the White House. Donald Trump served nuggets, McDonald's fare, and like there was these all these like little dipping sauces in these fancy plates. And like I was like, okay, the presidential seal served fast food to these people. So could that be the link there? And like it's ridiculous, but it kind of makes sense. But now I know the McDonald's thing is happening. I'm like, that makes more sense. But I kind of wanted to put this out there because like I was proud of myself for making this kind of connection, even though it probably isn't what they were trying to do. Yeah, that's like a, one of those connections where it's like seal, seal clubbing, clubbing, <laughs> clubs, DJ, dead mouse. It's definitely dead mouse. <laughs> right. OK, so it's it's not that he worked at McDonald's. So, okay. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It feels weird because we're only in the second round and it feels like we're starting to really lock these people down, um, which I, I don't know if that's what the show is really trying to go for, you know, because like we're idiots and we're already kind of figuring this stuff out. So that seems pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't know if there's a way like, if this is really what they want the mission accomplished because we're getting there. But I got to imagine they want us to keep guessing, right? They want us to keep right. like well, not knowing. You still don't know. 
You know what I mean? Because even if you can feel, you know, 99.9% confident, you still don't know until that mask gets revealed. And so I know for me, like, I'm going to keep watching in part because I really want to know, um, you know, is it <laughs> is it seal? Is the leopard seal? Also, because now we're starting to get into the competition aspect, you know, remembering that, oh, someone's going to win in the end. And I'm definitely yeah. starting. We can talk about this at the end, but starting to think about who are going to potentially be the front runners of this competition and who is actually going to take home the golden mask which is apparently what you win uh, when the you win the award show. of awards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a title and a half. Yeah. I think after last week's reveal of Dr. Drew, I'm definitely a lot less sure about everything. I'm no longer like, all right, when this mask comes off, I know 1000% who it is. It's going to be more of a, okay, good. Okay, cool. Okay. Called it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not no longer going to be like, ah, oh, well, let's see my 100%, you know, guess right here. Probably not going to be the case. Again, if this is Seal, I'm happy that I felt it early on because it allowed me to listen to more Seal and appreciate Seal. Even if it isn't Seal, I'm thank you, the leopard, for making me enjoy the Seal uh, or regular or the Seal. Seal, not the Seal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. This is not the Seal. It's not like the Madonna. Yeah. (laughs) The T Pain. All right. Well, we can now move forward and talk about the next performer. And that is the Black Widow. Back at it again. Black Widow felt really confident. Klupak's talking about being an itsy bitsy spider with a squeaky clean record. And then we see cheetah patterns. And the record in the background is covered in spider webs. The TV is covered in spider webs. Liana, how did you feel coming into coming out of the second clue package for the Black Widow? Any any inklings here? This was like literally the exact same clue package we got last time. We <laughs> saw the peach again. We know that she's been in the public eye since she was a kid. Uh, squeaky clean image. We heard that last time. The only thing that was different was the cheetah print and maybe the golden record. Um, mm. And so, again, it's confirmation bias, right? Because you said it was Raven. So I was like, cheetah, cheetah print, cheetah girls. You know, it's one of the cheetah girls. Raven, Simone, is how you say her name. And <laughs> so then I went back and I, you know, started looking at the clues from last time so years of living in the public eye you're in my house now which isn't Corey's house that was like a spinoff of that's so raven um so queen bee edgier and dark the tarot cards crystal ball i don't know i think it all kind of makes sense that it could be raven uh here yeah and i think that's one element of um this show that now that we're covering it i've found myself thinking of is that it is really hard for me to reset and be like okay well i guessed that let me put that like yeah. on neutral and look at it again, because now literally I can't do that without immediately trying to connect it back to what I believe to be the guess. Right. So it's re- it's a really hard line to walk, because at the same time, I think even if I was going to be, quote unquote, neutral on my thoughts, I still think I would go back to Raven. But I can't figure out if it's just because like that's who's in my head now and who I've locked up in my head. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's a complicated uh, thought and feeling that I'm having about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that being said, the performance here was really good. So oh she did Before He Cheats um, by Carrie Underwood. Um, she can definitely belt it. I really, really liked um, the the entire performance. You know, there was a little bit of like voice control at the end or breath control at the end. But, you know, in general, like I thought this was really fun. Uh, although I did find myself constantly watching the dude in the morph suit who was like stuck in the box of spider webs, just sort of like crawling in and out, which was very, very odd. Um, I'm not sure if he was supposed to be stuck in the spider webs like she had captured him, but he was also wearing a morph suit. It wasn't like a dude. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's just sort of like this, you know, like shape of a human being, uh, which was was very interesting. 
I have only three bullet points in my notes about the performance, and that was, damn, that voice runs deep. Black Widow could win this whole thing, and I can't take my eyes off the prey in the spider web. So <laughs> oh, we're, okay. yeah, three for three in connection there. And I genuinely loved this performance, and it got me feeling, you know what, if, if this is Raven, first of all, I didn't know she could sing like this. Second of all, you could legitimately win. Now, you are in this race. That was a great song choice. And the Black Widow is the one I was referring to earlier about doing a different style. So uh, Black Widow mentioned in the clue package itself at the very end, like, I'm going to switch it up to country to give you something you've never heard before. And like, it's like, what you well, you did that thing. So mm -hmm. kudos. The Cheetah Girl song Cinderella is one of my favorite songs. And so I've been listening to that on repeat um, <laughs> because especially now, if we think there's two Cheetah Girls here. Uh, so, I, I mean, I can definitely see it being her. The other thing that I noticed was the hand motion for the Black Widow is supposed to be like spider, like a spider walking. But the only thing it looks like to me is people who are don't know how to type or like pretending to type. So it's just <laughs> like the, 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 the like with your hands kind of just like moving them up and down with your fingers. Um, so that's all i can see yeah i still think the itsy bitsy motion should have been the move here or if you're gonna go with the like with the waggling fingers maybe go for the andre 3000 you know the hands out and you're like wiggling your fingers but this weird like up like, it just seems like they can't decide what direction they're taking is like all right it's gonna move vertically horizontally so like what are we doing here it's too much and it's not accurate enough and i'm not in for it no, but not that's not how favorites. spiders move <laughs> <laughs> like somebody <laughs> typing, pretending to type. Um, but yeah, but the other thing was like, is she injured? I didn't get that at all. It was with the with the judges, right? I didn't notice this in the performance until they talked about it. And apparently the spider wrote a hoverboard and got injured or the Black Widow wrote a hoverboard. So don't ride hoverboards um, is don't the lesson. Don't they light on fire? Well, that was when they first. No, no, no. I mean, they've perfected it at this point because like, there's still hoverboards around now. That was when it first came out, though. It was a dangerous thing. Okay. Like, okay. When I Google search do hoverboards, the first autofill is blow up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next right. one is really hover. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Some angry back to the future fans. I'm like, what is this? This is not the hoverboard I know and love. This is nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, the judges felt similarly in the performance. Jenny mentioned that she brought the house down and the performance gave her chills, which I honestly do co-sign. And then we get to the judges guesses. Robin Thicke, again, doing doing his work, doing his homework. He's in the same boat as us. He says Raven Simone. And then the number one nominee, Liana, the runaway winner for the worst guess of the episode for me is Nicole Scherzinger saying Christina Aguilera. I mean, it's not a complete garbage guess, but yeah, it's not Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah, like put some no offense to the Black Widow, whoever you may be, but put some respect on Christina Aguilera's name. Like, yeah, and Christina has a like such a distinct voice. You, like right. you would know it's her. Also, you know, uh, is she going to do the mass Singer? You know, I don't know. <laughs> no offense to the mass yeah, singer, I, mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's also from The Voice. Was at NBC's The Voice as a judge for a long time. I don't know if she is still. I don't think she is at this point. But you know, I don't think she'd come over here as a to be a performer when she's been a judge somewhere else. But I don't know. What am I? Who? who what do I know? I thought Howard Stern was um, in the mix last week, and Howard Stern was on NBC judging America's Got Talent. So anything can happen out here. Um, Ken Jong guesses Tatiana Ali, who is 
Ashley Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I honestly think that is someone they have a very good shot of getting in one of these future installations of the show, future seasons. And I think it would be a strong one because Tatiana Ali can sing too. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a good one. The And then the last thing we got, um, the clue from the Black Widow, which was, I never went to prom, but I pretended to. Which on That's a Raven, she went to prom, which was a <laughs> fake prom. I don't know if Raven Simone Ye actually went to prom uh, in real life. I'm going to go with no because it fits the clue package. And like we said, confirmation bias. Yeah, very much so. I don't think, you know, I, I tried seeing if I could find the receipts of like Raven Simone prom. But I, first of all, I don't think that's going to pan out. Second of all, I don't really want to Google it. And I'm just going to believe what I believe. She didn't go to prom. That's canon. That's Nick Cannon now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So then we can move forward to the next performer. Uh, it's the return of the skeleton, Liana. The skeleton, or as many people want to believe, and the clues will have you believe, Martin Short. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, just looking at the lineup, I immediately knew that the skeleton was probably going to go. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. So it was rough, which I, which I think is credit to the show for getting such amazing singers, you know, because I think last season it was pretty clear that there was a handful that was like, okay, we got a couple weeks of chaff, you know, that we can uh, sort of work through. And then there was kind of like a clear top five, I feel like, that emerged. Here, there are so many strong contenders to win. So I kind of felt bad for the skeleton because... Because I felt like it was a, you know, a skeleton being led to slaughter. I don't know if that's possible since it's already a skeleton. Um, But what? Okay, here's what I really appreciated about these clue packages is because I felt like the skeleton was either. Well, I think purposefully trying to throw us off the case because, you know, you get the reference to the three amigos and based on that coupled with what happened last week, you know, it's, oh, probably Martin Short. But there were a few things this week that really made me think differently. So the instrumental and orchestrating those around me, that one was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So this is like probably not Martin Short. And then the skeleton's clue that he gives during the judges conversation thing was I was once inducted into the National Black and Sports Hall of Fame or whatever. And I was like, ah, okay. So like not Martin Short. (laughs) Um, So the guess of Paul Schaefer that Jenny gives, I mean, that was a really solid guess here. Um, And something that like immediately clicked was like, and all the other clues sort of made sense. But at least there were clues that sort of led you on a different route. Like I didn't feel 100% confident. You know, there was not okay with the let me reset okay so it's not that i didn't feel it's not that i uh you know because with some of these other contestants okay maybe i don't feel 100 certain but i don't have another guess and with the skeleton i felt like there were two viable candidates that could it could potentially be and i think that that's what i really liked about the skeleton's clues and i actually wish that the show would do more because it almost feels like once you have a guess and things start to fit there seems to be no other viable candidate like they don't set you up that it could be oh maybe one of these two or three people um they sort of like narrow in really quickly um where you can eliminate the other potential guesses and so that's what i liked here that it was still a little bit open um about who it could be i i genuinely feel like based on the um the feedback we got in our question thread uh the last couple weeks that you are of three camps when it came to the skeleton you're either it's martin short it's paul schaefer or secret option number three it's steve buscemi which disappointed i'm disappointed that it's not steve buscemi and all i can say is you know for all the good that i can do in my research and my thought process steve buscemi will be my biggest flop 
thus far. But and you, probably the biggest flop. You tried, right? So I really did. Really and like did. even the first clue, the first line of the clue was like, yeah, hi, amigos. And I was like, I, I know three amigos is a thing, but I was like, that still sounds like fellow kids to me. So I was like, oh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Everyone's going to look so dumb, except for me, because I'm smart. And then I came out looking like a big bag of mess when it turned out to be completely false. Mm -hmm. I shot for the stars, and then, like the skeleton, I got boned. (laughs) Ken boned. Oh, no. That's very direct. That is not what I said. Get your Reddit history ready. Um, Okay, so the song that the skeleton performs was Jet, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, which, uh, you know, we get some more speak singing um, here. Of course. And, uh, you know, I mean, the poor skeleton, like it was fine, uh, but it was speak singing. And compared to everybody else that performed this evening, it was just not on par. The one thing I did like was the giant skeleton head on their brand new floor that is like Uh all a monitor. Um, So that was a little distracting. So when I'm paying more attention to the brand new floor, that maybe says something about the performance. I I would say so as well. The fact that we used the first time, I think that the floor has been used in middle of a performance was given to the skeleton. I'm kind of like, well, that was a missed opportunity to give it to someone who's, you know, gonna has legs in this game and has a chance of making it far. Has leg bones in this game. (laughs) Has a skeleton in this game. Um, or skin in this game because the skeleton doesn't have skin. Oh, doesn't that's have skin so good. In the game. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Um, I feel proud of that one. Um, but yeah, I, I genuinely did think that this was better than I thought it was going to be. Cause I, again, also came into this episode thinking, all right, well, it's going to be a bloodbath. Actually, you know what? No, it's not. Cause it's the skeleton that's going to have to try and dig their way out. Cause everyone else has like singing chops, but it was better than I thought. And I thought that, um, you know, the skeleton did pretty decently. And, you know, I'm glad you did what you could with the tools you had. But also, there honestly wasn't much else left in the arsenal. Because how many sing-talky songs are you going to be able to make it all the way to finale night? Not many. Yeah, I mean, the skeleton was already buried six feet deep. There's no way that he was going to be able to get out of that hole. So, uh, I think it makes sense. <laughs> um, drink? I don't know. Clap your, clap your own jokes, Liana. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You're terrible, terrible jokes. <laughs> so then the judges guesses Ken Jong and Robin locked in Martin Short. Jenny McCarthy went with Paul Schaefer. And then Nicole Scherzinger went with Teller from the duo Penn and Teller, which every time she said Teller, they open to that picture of Penn and Teller. And then they do this little weird crop zoom into Teller's face. It was like by the worst picture of Teller they could have found. But they were like, we're just going to use this one. We're not going to bother. Yeah, it's so bizarre. The photos that they choose to represent the celebrities. Like some of them are really, you know, nice pictures of them at events all done up. And then this one is like Teller with his head stuck through a board on stage with random pit, like pieces of cardboard like stuck to his face. It was like, really? <laughs> you couldn't find a better picture of Teller from Penn and Teller? but you know whatever i just imagine an intern like googling and just being like first picture whatever it's fine oh it's high high res done all right we'll have to crop it whatever cool yeah just just throw yeah, it in there it, I wanna... it's really low quality too <laughs> yeah it's budget i don't understand why they really did tell her wrong um but maybe tellers pissed them off i don't know maybe teller was you know, invited to be a guest judge until I was like, no, I got better things to do. I'm hanging out with my buddy Penn. Yeah, because he doesn't talk. He'd be a pretty useless guest. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, maybe uh, Teller is the ops for the mass Singer. I don't know. Yeah, no, these these ops are out here at large. And now moving into the mascot of this podcast, the very embodiment of 
what we're here to talk about and what we enjoy about this show. Liana, take the floor and tell us all about the thingamajig. Um, okay, so first of all, the song was the uh, it was Rainbow by Casey Musgraves, which I this is the one that I was convinced was Wayne Brady. It was in the promos and I was mm-hmm. like, it's definitely Wayne Brady. Lock it down. Wayne Brady's on the show. So I was excited to hear not Wayne Brady sing the song that I thought was <laughs> Wayne Brady. And it was cool because he actually got the whole thing instead of the, you know, 30 or 40 second clip that was in the promo. Um, I'm just really captivated by the tone of the thingamajig's voice. Um, I think there's a lot of depth and levels to the performance. I think that that was one thing that some of the other performances were lacking. Like, for example, the flamingo came out and she hit it. Like, it was absolutely stunning and amazing. But then the problem was is that, you know, you need a performance to grow and to build, to have depth to it, because otherwise you sort of start to lose a little bit. Um, and so I thought with the thingamajig, it was just a really great performance because he had that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm here for the thingamajig. I'm a, I'm a thingamajig stan. A thingamas, thingamastan? I, I don't know. A stanamajig? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll, ha- we'll have, we have- stanamajig. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we'll have plenty of time to figure out the best term for us thingamajig fans. Because thingamajig is far and wide to me the front runner to take this whole crown, uh, this mask. I don't know. I I think it's possible. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, I think this is, like, we're talking, like, top five here for me with Thingamajig. I thought the performance was incredible. I, you know, it's not often that I can feel my feels and, like, really get in the moment. Like, I've listened to the song a bunch of times now. It really got me. It captivated me. I, like, really felt, like, at that moment, you know, soft and sad and happy and it was a lot of emotions but then i'm looking at the stupid face of the thingamajig i'm like why is this weird troll doll making me feel feelings like this this shouldn't be happening with asparagus hair (laughs) yeah 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 and like yeah i just i loved it and i liked i love the pan out to the uh, couple holding hands in the audience was cute i just i'm really happy about the thingamajig and the, the entirety of both performance and who it could possibly be. Um, we got more clues this week and it was singing was his first love. Don't run with the bulls. The magic comes up again. The magician thing comes up again. And then heart on my sleeve, big softy. These are the things that describe the thingamajig, which I do think that you or specifically your sister was the one who told you that it could be Victor Oladipo, correct? Yeah, so with this clue package, essentially I saw the same thing that I saw last week. It was similar to the Black Widow and the fact that I feel like nothing new got revealed. Um, yeah. So, you know, the real magic comes from within. Don't run with the bulls. Like, again, we're getting more, um, you know, NBA team clues. Um, and then the clue that the thingamajig gives when talking to the judges is my darkest moment is when I went to rehab. Well, Victor Oladipo went to rehab uh, for an injury. So that yeah. makes me feel like, okay, <laughs> like again, <laughs> confirmation bias, lock it down, Victor Oladipo. I can't see anybody else, even though I was 100% convinced it was Wayne Brady initially, but here we are. Um, so I really do think that Victor Oladipo is probably most likely the thingamajig. I mean, also given the height, I know that they have done some uh, manipulations to like the height and the body shape, but I, I really do feel like this could be Victor Oladipo. <laughs> yeah, they've made them taller. They've made them shorter. shorter. They're definitely <laughs> yeah. putting in the work here. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, this was for me the clue that this, and then like the leopard's clue. 
I was starting to think, okay, these clues that they're giving, some of them are definitely trying to throw them off. Like saying rehab immediately makes you think, okay, like maybe rehab for drug abuse or alcoholism or something like that. But this was an injury. And I remember this because Victor Oladipo shout out was on my fantasy basketball team (laughs) the year that he got sidelined pretty much the entire season um, as a result of an injury. Not happy about it, but also glad that the Victor Olibo made a speeding recovery and ended up potentially becoming the thing of a jerk. But yes, I I'm again, I want to put this out there. If it's him, I am going to do whatever I can to have him on my fantasy team this year, because if Victor Oladipo made me feel these feels, I, I want him on the squad. You need to draft him and then make that your team name, like the thingamajigs. I, but then but then what if thingamajig doesn't win? And it's not Victor Oladipo. What if it's somebody? What if it's the the stupid panel? What did they say? Robin Thicke thinks it's Dwight Howard, which I would like <laughs> to segue for a second and say that this was the second worst guess of the uh, of the night. It's not Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is dumb. I don't think Dwight Howard can sing. And Dwight Howard is super canceled. So uh, we're not about to have super canceled on the show, even though I know Antonio Brown was super canceled or is super canceled, but he was on the show last season. Not Dwight Howard. Stop. The it. other guest was LeBron James, who is also That's canceled. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, to be fair, they recorded this whenever, but still. <laughs> if if listen, if LeBron James is on this show at any point, whether it's after his basketball career, season twenty-seven of The Masked Singer, if he's anything but the taco. That's not right at this point. Yeah, well, he's too busy making controversial remarks about China to be busy filming The Mass Singer. So I think we're okay here. But, you know, I mean, the judges are on the right track, you know, thinking that it could be a a basketball player. So, you know, I think that that makes me feel a little bit better. Nicole proposing (laughs) marriage here to the thingamajig, um, which is like confusing because Nicole, do you love the thingamajig or do you love the person inside behind the mask? You know, this reminds me of those. um, Wasn't there like that terrible dating show that was where women like dated a guy behind a mask or something like that? Uh, Dating show mask. You're thinking of um, the mass swinger. No, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, let's see. Okay. I found a, I found a picture of it. I just have to figure out what it's called. Yeah. It sounds familiar. It's definitely something I feel like I've seen somewhere. But are you just thinking of like, you know, con- like, you know, contestant number one, what do you think? And they're talking about a modulated voice. Wasn't that like a dating show game type thing? No, no, no. Okay. It was a Fox dating show um, that f- Mr. Personality. Okay. A Fox dating okay. show that forced suitors to wear masks at all times. <laughs> and so it was sort of like The Bachelorette where there was a woman who was like, Oh, my God. It was hosted by Monica Lewinsky. Oh, 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 this quote is actually from Dalton Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Um, Yeah. Single single gal Haley dated dudes who look like dopey rejects from Voldemort's Death Eaters army. (laughs) Oh, yeah. While I engaged in my own private shame spiral for actually sitting through a show hosted by Monica Lewinsky, quote, Dalton (laughs) Ross. (laughs) That's great. That's awesome. Hey, who know? Maybe um, this is Fox trying to revive that show. And Nicole saying this, Nicole ends up hosting that show. That's entirely possible. She also said your voice is saying your baby Jesus. Which. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. Like angelic. Right. Like that's kind of like like spiritual type thing. But I'm like, 
Why baby Jesus and not Jesus Jesus? Like, I don't know. Maybe baby Jesus was some sort of musical prodigy, but I imagine, I don't know. Anyway, we can move on. Yeah, we can definitely move on. These judges are odd. I like sometimes I try and think like, are you just saying things to say things or is this genuinely how your mind operates? Because it's equal parts fascinating and terrifying. Well, to be fair, <laughs> saying things to say things is also the motto of this podcast, just like, uh, you know, all shame and no pleasure so or whatever. What was it? All guilt. guilt? Was it all guilt and no pleasure? <laughs> all shame and no pleasure. That's terrible. All right. The butterfly. <laughs> All right, let's spread our wings and segue into the butterfly here. The butterfly. I feel like we got a little bit of the samey samey with the uh, we got London again in the background in the clue package. But there was a lot more vocal clues. And what I mean by that, verbal is probably the right word to use here. We got a lot of talking from the butterfly during this clue package. Um, After some time in isolation, I can be whoever I want to be. And I had in the height of my career, I had everyone saying my name. Uh, spread my wings. I I like I kind of in my notes. I kind of have all these like buzzwords almost. Like, spread my wings. Dash. Lost flight. Dash. Everyone had something to say. Um, and then we got a, like a little bit of like a newspaper clipping, magazine clipping, um, visual by the mirror where there was things there like stop showing memories of my ex. Not today, Satan. We had two hands holding that said you are not alone on them. And then um, Liana, I'm starting to formulate a guess for the butterfly finally it the i the idea was a caterpillar and then it was in a cocoon for a couple weeks and now it's ready to sprout um but i would like to hear what you think of the butterfly and then we can discuss um yeah okay so uh i guess for me i first of all i liked the performance i didn't think it was necessarily as strong as last um time so she did bon jovi's living on a prayer um Mm -hmm. but like you said you sort of got a little you get to hear her voice a little bit more and so i had an aha moment when it came to the butterfly because i was looking (laughs) for her clues i was thinking about everything and it was the line had everyone saying my name same oh my god okay okay so say my name song by destiny's (laughs) child children children's show blues clues it's steve from blues clues (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no. So Destiny's Child. So then I was like, well, okay, it ain't Beyonce. <laughs> so that means it's either Kelly Rowland or Michelle Williams. So then I went down a complete rabbit hole, Googling everything I could find about Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams when it comes to like London butterfly tattoo. Um, and then it like hit me that it was I think I think it's definitely Michelle Williams because her song We Break the Dawn was like my anthem from my freshman year of college. And I have been listening to that song on repeat. It's 100 percent Michelle Williams. The voice totally matches. And she was apparently um, on season eight of the British television show um, Strictly Strictly Come Come Dancing. Dancing. Yes. And she joined a DJ to become the co-host of a breakfast show like a, a radio show in london so the london thing makes sense um so i think it's michelle williams i definitely think it's michelle williams as well that was my aha moment was literally that one line of everyone saying my name and then everything else started formulating but i also do not know much about michelle williams's career outside of destiny's child so for me the only other thing i could look up was the the clue that we got at the end of the performance which was 
I was a rebel and I got a butterfly tattoo and confirmed Michelle Williams does have a butterfly tattoo. So those are the two things I linked in, um, not the social media, uh, social media website, but just what I linked together to make this guess. I feel pretty decent about this one, Leon. I think this is probably the first instance of um, the second clue package helped us right. really get somewhere. I think it's pretty cool that, um, you know, Beyonce has the beehive and now Michelle Williams is out here trying to get the butterfly hive squad swarm going so I, I like that i like that connection as well and then the one thing is so the butterfly is the one who got electrocuted during the rehearsal liana do you know why the butterfly was fine and continued on because the butterfly is a survivor ah it's destiny's child got it okay nice. yeah well she put on her freakum dress and she's ready to go idk um just destiny's child references um okay well then you should definitely check out we break the dawn because it's amazing also on the first season of rupaul's drag race it was one of the lip sync for your life songs and michelle williams came on as a guest host and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the first season of rupaul's drag race akasha breaks down the house even though she looks like a hot mess and looks like roadkill <laughs> but she like kills it to we break the dawn and i love we break the dawn it's such a great song but michelle williams has a super super distinct voice which is something that i did notice in her first performance as the butterfly but it took this clue package to really put two and two together it's like oh the butterfly has this really clear um voice that is really unique and uh and and it definitely fits with michelle williams also to add to this michelle williams performed with beyonce at the super bowl halftime yep. show so if we're counting that as a super bowl mother freaking appearance apparently that counts <laughs> and i'm at this stage i think with confidence we can say that they're counting That's those so as super bowl appearances dumb. For That's sure. so dumb. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, uh, technically, you said, I'm like, <laughs> shut up. God, so annoying. <laughs> Who said and why are you? I don't know, <laughs> but they the did. It's like, oh, may I like may I or can't. What's the like, can I go to the bathroom? And it's like, well, I don't know. Can you? It's like, shut up, <laughs> dude. I'm going to shove you in a locker later. Not that I condone bullying. That's not cool. You're. You're gonna shove your teacher in luck is the only person that would say that is the teacher. I was pretty tall as a child, so maybe it would have worked. But anyway, it's just dumb. It like I don't know why it makes me irrationally upset. Oh, but it just really does. It's like, are you kidding me? Then it's I, now I want to go back and like look at what all of those mass singer clues are. It's like, oh well, they got divorced on a TV show, so it counts as a divorce. Whatever, right? Like I, the whatever, dude. <laughs> Season. <laughs> season three is gonna have like 78 proms and you're like who's been on the high school shows how many yeah exactly Count all the that's proms not up. fair like this is some sort of weird slippery slope i'm not here for it <laughs> yeah like it's like okay whose character on a tv show was a new york times bestseller like this is definitely like you have every right to be upset because it does make those clues kind of obsolete or harder to try and look at because i was like well i can't really look at that because you're hitting me with technicalities that i don't know exist you're hitting me with boundaries that i don't know exist no I'm, uh, you know let me be honest though i don't mind that we're not gonna have any football players on um and i don't know why i equate this but i don't think football players can really sing i mean maybe they Victor can Oladipo a is a freaking basketball player what's the difference Boy. Basketball players can sing. Oh. Football players can't sing. Oh, I, okay. oh of course. Uh, yeah. Common knowledge, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Football players can dance or play instruments. I don't know. I don't know. The, these aren't like, I'm not like creating stereotypes. I just had this feeling. I, and I think maybe Antonio Brown, look at Antonio Brown. He went out first, right? 
if Victor Oladipo is the thingamajig, Victor Oladipo might win this whole shebang. So, you know, yes, that's how I'm feeling. But also, maybe it's because I'm a newbie to the football scene, so I wouldn't know who the football players are. So it kind of like maybe that's me just not wanting my, you know, ignorance to show up when it comes to the guessing. I'm like, Haha, yeah, it's definitely uh, Tom Brady or <laughs> um, Golden Tate. Or are someone you, else. Are you just listing an, any NFL player that you know? Yeah, pretty okay. much. I mean, Got and it. it's funny because like I have no knowledge, but in, I've joined a league this year, and I'm like four and two, so you know I'm winning. I got, I, I got this, even though I don't know much. But to go back to the task at hand here, these halftime Super Bowl performances. Yes, Michelle Williams definitely did perform at one with Beyonce and Kelly Rowland, which I watched live. So I definitely. <laughs> I mean, not live in person. I wasn't. I didn't have a Super Bowl appearance. Does that count? Yeah, you attended the <laughs> I was Super Bowl. In, I, I was on my couch. So if you want to count like being there for the ambiance, I guess technically I've been to a couple Super Bowls, but that's neither here nor there. Well, if you the point is, if you want to yes. hear though, a, you know, some some football players uh, get down, you should listen to the Super Bowl Shuffle. I think that was the Chicago Bears. So check mm. that out. All right, I'll give it a gander. We'll see. We'll see. But okay, so then just one last thing with the butterfly. Um, the judges' guesses Jenny McCarthy went with Fantasia, Ken Jong went with Mel B, Nicole Scherzinger went with Twiggy, and Robin Thicke went with Leona Lewis, which I thought Robin Thicke's one had like some legs, not in the way that Robin Thicke would say something has legs, but and Fantasia was definitely a good one. Twiggy was probably the one I was most confused about, but I liked how Nicole explained it. Like I related to that of like, you know, when I came out with the Steve Buscemi guess I was like, I have all these theories, but the guess might be completely out there. That's how I felt. Nicole was in that moment. I'm kind of surprised that none of them caught the same, my name. Cause if you go back and look at the clue packages, when the butterfly says saying my name, Kenjo immediately says girl band, spice girls, it's spice girls for sure. It's spice girls. So the London thing has definitely snowed them mm-hmm. for sure. Clearly. I mean, to be fair, it's like kind of a subtle clue, but it's like there that happens with these clue packages is there's like one little thing that then just like sets me off that, you know, totally makes <laughs> sense. It's usually something like that. So um, I don't know. I don't know if they get to see if the judges get to see the clue packages beforehand or if they have to like watch it live on the, the <laughs> I don't know, the stage <laughs> TV or something. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how that works. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. But I will say that I'm actually surprised that we finished talking about all six. I did not realize how quickly that went by. I'm kind of sad. Can we just talk about another one just randomly? What did you think of the Beagle this week? What? I don't what know. What is happening I'm just right now? Finished. I'm just surprised that we went through all of them. I definitely thought there were a couple more we hadn't talked about. There were all, there were six. I mean, it was like a jam-packed show. Um, it was really like clue, performance, judges, clue, performance, judges, back to back to back. Um, but you know what? Honestly, I'm fine with it because I do feel like the show... Here, here's my concern for The mass Singer. I think it's going to burn bright, but I think it's going to burn out pretty quickly. And I think part oh, of it yeah. is they're going to try to drag this out. And I think that that is actually going to be really bad for the show. I feel like it's, you know, all right, let's like keep 
chip chopping through this i you know um so i hope it doesn't drag but we'll see yeah like i wonder i don't remember how many episodes was season one because it definitely does work that way like the first four episodes three episodes are exciting because you're learning about everyone for the first time you're formulating your guesses but especially once you get deeper in and you've locked up sorry you've locked up some guesses and you're kind of sure where some people are it kind of becomes like a slow burn of let's just get to the reveals already and that's not great. Yeah. I will say that they have upped the um, quality of performers this year, it seems like. So it does make it captivating. Like, I did not leave season one being like, oh, my God, I love that song and that song and that song. I already have like three songs, four songs that I could see myself having on my um, Spotify or on my playlist at mm-hmm. some point. So that definitely helps it. But we'll have to see. I think the key, the move here is to not drag it out. But I think, unfortunately, it's probably going to happen. We'll just have to wait and see how they're going to split. Because I will have to say, I was surprised that after the six performances, we got we directly went into a vote and it was, okay, the person with the lowest votes is going to get a mess. I really thought there was going to be some kind of smackdown. Well, they didn't have time for it. Yeah, no, that's true. They didn't have time for it. And uh, also, maybe they've promoted smackdown enough that they don't need to. (laughs) Yeah, they're no longer contractually obligated to mention the. Smackdown. Exactly. So, yeah, we get to the votes. Uh, the person with the lowest amount of votes is Drumroll. Not really. We knew who it was going to be. Skeleton. And then the final guesses from the judges. Jenny McCarthy said Paul Schaefer. Robin Thicke switches his answer and goes with Jenny McCarthy to Paul Schaefer. Ken Jong keeps Martin Short. And Nicole Scherzinger keeps Zoom Crop Low Quality Teller. And then the reveal happens. We all take it off. It's Paul Schaefer, Paul Schaefer. It's not C.B. Shami, it's Paul Schaefer. Yeah, I mean, that made sense. You know, I was like convinced it was Martin Short after the first performance. But, you know, once we started to get more about the clue package, it's it became abundantly clear that, oh, these are supposed to throw us off the trail, Um, which, again, I appreciate it. Okay, so I want to make that abundantly clear. Um, But yeah, it was really funny. Paul Schaefer takes off the skeleton mask and then already has his glasses, which I thought was really funny. It's like, where does the skeleton have pockets? Like, where did you put that? Um, But he even explicitly mentions, you know, I was trying to fool you. And I loved that. I would like to see that more. So if anyone of any importance is ever going to listen to this, which I know they won't, but still, like, please, let's try to do this more. Neil Patrick Harris, I know you're listening. When you get asked to be on, just completely try and fool everybody as much as you can. Because I I definitely think Paul Schaefer did that. And I genuinely think the leopard is doing that. So the more of the more people do that, the more fun it is for us, the better it is to make the judges look dumb and just the confusion. I live for the confusion and the shock. So I'm here for all of that. And I do like that, you know, Paul Schaefer spent time right before the show hanging out with Martin Short. Like that is dedication (laughs) to doing what you're doing. Method acting. (laughs) Genuinely. So then Paul Schaefer sings us out with Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. For a very brief time, it seemed like it just quickly ended. I feel like they just rolled. I mean, it it left me excited for next week. I mean, I'm very excited to find out who's going from the next group because the next group kind of looks like it could be a difficult one as well. Yeah. So we have Flower, Fox, Ladybug, Penguin, Rottweiler, and Tree. Like, that's a really solid group. I, I genuinely don't know who would go from that group. Maybe Ladybug or Penguin, potentially, I think could be in danger, but we'll have to wait to see. So the other thing that we need to talk about really briefly is I so 
when is this episode actually going to air? Because, <laughs> yeah, the, like, is, is it going to be pushed because of baseball? I'm pretty sure, yeah, the World Series is going to be going on um, Wednesday night next week. So I got to imagine it'll probably be released on delay, right? So, because we, I don't, again, the thing is, it's a pre-recorded show. It's not live. So I don't know. We'd have, we have to keep our eyes peeled to see if the Mass Singer account tweets anything out or Fox announces anything. Because if nothing is said, I think all that's going to happen is it's going to get pushed to when the game ends and just get played then. Well, I think I think most likely what's going to happen is we're going to skip a week. So I think it's probably not going to be next week. I think it's going to be the 30th because then episode six is scheduled to be the sixth. So I think it's but I think it depends on the World Series. Right. So we'll see. Um, But we might not be back next week if there is an episode. But um, yeah, I don't know. Follow our Twitters to find out. So we'll definitely talk about it there if um, we get any news coming up here. Let's talk about, Liana, some questions that we got. Ryan Patterson asked, do you think they alter the clue packages based off of the panel bracket and maybe audience guesses like Ken Jong? I thought the skeleton was Martin short and the second clue package heavily made me think it was with the long and short of it. Do they mess with the panel by throwing in red herrings to previous guesses? I don't know. That's a good question. That probably actually is probably dependent on the uh, filming schedule. Like, I don't know exactly how they do this, but I think they pretty much go week by week to actually do this. So I could see something being changed. I read somewhere that they don't have a lot of input, if any, on their clue packages, like the celebrities. So I think that this is something that's done by production, but I could definitely see them throwing in something. We definitely, we know, okay, we know from last Last season that there is some sort of reaction so i remember the monster had a clue package that was well last week the judges didn't think that i was a singer blah 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 so that was definitely based on what happened last week so i could see there being some type of changes to the clues based on what the judges are saying i absolutely agree with that because i think um because almost every performer came in and was like you know, getting to perform this last week meant a lot or I felt really good. It was nice to like be comfortable on stage or whatever they say. But also the fact of the matter is, is that we don't see their mouths. So the videos could have been shot from the beginning, but the audio gets put in later. Right. So it's like whatever they're reading, they just add it in. They make it work with like, oh, the flamingos talking about. You know, this, all right, we'll just put it next to when she was at the petrol station. That kind of fits the tires. there, I guess. Like that works. The tires. Yeah. Which oh, kind of like a junkyardish theme, I guess, is ultimately what you call that now that I think about it a little mm. bit. I do think that they can alter it to mess with them, but also, I don't know. I don't know if they put that much time into it. It's like, okay, let's keep, like, they thought Martin Short, let's push it towards that. Let's push it towards the Martin Short mm. of it because they still have to give legitimate clues as to who this is so that, you know, there is something there to pick on, which I guess they did have with the instrumental. And the orchestra so it's possible but i'm not 100 percent sold on it let's see so may asks doesn't getting electrocuted in an elaborate halloween costume sound like the ultimate way to die in a horror movie are you surprised the butterfly didn't quit right there yeah lena what did you think if you were in that position wouldn't that scare you to get back in there and do this it again was freaking terrifying i still don't 100 percent understand exactly what happened and how she got electrocuted she got freaking electrocuted during rehearsal 
my God, like <laughs> the last thing you want to do is be completely encased in like, I don't know what those costumes are made out of, but, uh, you know, whatever cosplay stuff and be shocked to death. That just seems really, really terrifying. Um, I am not a big horror movie person, but this terrifies me. Yeah, I can't I can't do horror movie um, just being in a confined costume like because it's not like it's just, you know, it's not like a, your average Halloween costume. These are elaborate glue used costumes. So it's definitely more like a more confined space. And then for that to happen, I'd be terrified to put it back on and get back on stage, especially now that I know, okay, now there's an audience and there's judges and everyone's there. Like, I don't want to a be in danger, but then B also like have that happen to me, like to the nation in front of the nation. So kudos to the butterfly for getting back out there and doing it again. Let's see. So Andrea asks, should the mass singer switch out thingamajig with Dennis Rodman to make Jenny McCarthy shave her head? Would you be willing to accept this trait, Leona, to have Jenny McCarthy do something that she doesn't want That's to? That's a really good one. A would you rather for the ages? <laughs> um, I would love to see Jenny McCarthy have to shave her head at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I am loving what I'm seeing from the thingamajig so far. So, um, but I do. Okay. Here's the other thing is you talked about um, some of the contestants doing varied songs. I feel like we might get a little repetition with the thingamajig just because it feels like he's very yeah. comfortable with a certain style of song. So my, my worry is, is that he's going to sing similar songs over and over and it's going to get a little bit, uh, a little boring. I think maybe. Yeah. Stale. A little stale. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so if if that's the case, you know, what's the saying? Either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Like, I don't want that to happen. So, you know, live, uh, die. Wait, <laughs> die as the no <laughs> as a good performer <laughs> or sing long enough to become boring. The stale villain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something along those Whatever. lines. <laughs> yeah. I um I think it's worth the sacrifice. So because in my head, this is how it would work. Right. So thingamajig gets swapped out. Dennis Rodman comes into the costume now and then Dennis Rodman gets revealed and then Jenny McCarthy has to shave her head. What does this mean for us? It means that if whoever the other person is, whoever is behind the thingamajig can come back for a future season, do it all over again, give us more content and can still be a contestant in the game. Just not as the thingamajig, as something else now. And we get more of that person. So I would be very okay with that. And then to, you know, to quickly touch on what you commented about with the, uh, the staleness and the song styles and everything. I think matchups also are, we are dependent on what kind of matchups are. So let's say on like the next round, Everyone comes out with like a feel good song, then Thingamajig can do this and be okay. But if everyone's coming in upbeat, I feel like you gotta like match that level. You still, you gotta give variety ultimately. But then on the other side of the coin, I'm thinking if the Thingamajig touches our hearts like this every week, mm -hmm. the Thingamajig can win like this. Like it's genuinely possible. So it also depends on what's going on around the Thingamajig. I do think, call my shot, I think the next song Thingamajig does is gonna be different. I would love to love that to be true. And I would be upset if I was proven wrong. If we shave Jenny McCarthy's head, can we vaccinate her also? <laughs> <laughs> Just while you're there. I think. Yeah, I, I think let's kill two birds with one stone. here. <laughs> kill two measles with one vaccination. It's an <laughs> epidemic, y'all. <laughs> it's happening. It's all happening. <laughs> um, OK, so Tim Westine asks. 
is Thingamajig up to the same lovability level as Monster last year? Liana, I'll move this one completely. To yeah, you. this is a good question. Um, so I was obsessed with the monster, um, like incredibly obsessed with the monster. Um, so I have downloaded um, both of the performances from the Thingamajig, and I currently have a playlist that is the monster's performances and the Thingamajig's performances. And I was listening to that. Right now, I don't think so. I think the thingamajig is perhaps a close second, but you really, I mean, my God, the range that T-Pain has as the monster is just absolutely outstanding, which by the way, I'm still mad at T-Pain. I have a a bone, a skeleton bone to pick with him about the fact that he didn't release an album without autotune after his success as the monster. Like, I just genuinely don't understand it. Like, dude, I would buy that album. Instead, he went back to using autotune and I was like, no, not this. I don't want this. Um, but I mean, yeah, again, the, the monster just has such outstanding range and the, the, the songs that were chosen just really, I mean, outstanding. So in my personal opinion, not yet, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I would say no, I don't think the thingamajig is going to get to that level. And the reason behind that is that I think there's a lot more, um, contestants this season vying for that top spot of like that lovability fact. I think there's quite a few people here. I think the thingamajig has kind of sentimentally taken that spot. I don't think it's going to rise to the same level as the monster. Ultimately, I really don't. Um, if we see more of this, like kind of with how Nicole's been feeling, maybe, but for me personally, it's not going to reach that level um, at all. I don't think. Um, and to talk about the T-Pain thing for a second, as someone who grew up, um, I loved the first couple songs of T-Pain's. I heard Bartender, Buy You a Drink, um, I'm in Love with a Stripper, and um, I'm Sprung. These were great songs, even though they were auto-tuned. I enjoyed them. The fact of the matter is, now, in 2019, his songs have been getting worse. Because it's kind of like following the new school rap of, like, there's some ad-libbing, and there's a lot more of a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, like that kind of, like, rhythm, and it's auto-tuned. So it's just, like bad on bad on bad and the fact that he knew he was winning you know he knows i'm gonna be the winner of the mass singer so he prepared this album to drop pretty much the same week as the show's finale and then it ended up being autotune is just astounding it's bad bad marketing because the audience you've pulled in the fans you've pulled in are fans of what you've been doing as the monster not of what you had been doing and then you're trying to prove everyone that you're more than autotune, but then you go back to autotune. None of it really made sense. And you can clearly tell based on this discussion that we both were kind of sour on that. <laughs> All right. Well, Liana, shall we uh, talk about some reviews we got this week? Yes, we have an iTunes feed and you can find it on Android, too. Um, what are you supposed to search for? Mass Singer? The No, just Mass Singer. Subscribe. <laughs> You can find it at um, robhasawebsite.com slash massinger, or you can search up the Mass Singer RHAP in your um, podcasting app, and you should be able to track it. It has been great. Um, we have been getting lots of support, which I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, we're going to read one of the reviews we got from this past week, and that is from Buckner WH. It's all one word, but I don't think that I think WH is separate. I'm going to make a guess here. It's titled Egg, Egg, Excellent Podcast. These two really break down all the ridiculousness on display every week. I appreciate their dedication in not trying to cheat and look up spoilers. They are great podcasters and just as funny as the show. 
Penguin Dance, everybody, which I think we found our first Penguin Dance fan of the bunch. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clap at this review. What a great, what a great review. <laughs> egg, egg. <laughs> Much appreciated on the review. So, yeah, so definitely subscribe. That helps, um, you know, helps us get traction and helps us to get our podcast out there. Um, so, so what is it that YouTubers always say? Smash the subscribe button. <laughs> yeah, smash the subscribe button. Hit the likes. Well, we don't get likes, but just subscribe. Leave, leave a review. Leave a comment. And uh, we definitely read through all of them. And we appreciate every single one we get. So thank you for that. You can find us on social media. I am at Puyaism on all major platforms. And Liana, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm at Liana Boris um, on social media. And yeah, we may not be back next week. So definitely look out um, for any tweets that we have about this. Um, although I don't know, I'm a little nervous to tweet. I um, I made a David Boreanaz joke based on <laughs> Robin Akiva Nita podcast podcast, which got me banned, which I think this is the first person I've ever been blocked by um, on Twitter, at least that I know of by a David Boreanaz fan account. So I just want to say out there, this is a pro David Boreanaz podcast. OK, I love him. I love all his work. He was actually on SEAL team. So maybe the leopard is SEAL and SEAL team and David Boreanaz, which I love, whom I love so incredibly much. <laughs> um, but uh, not to digress too much. Uh, follow me on social media. And then the B&B will be back this week um, with Scott Chernoff from Snakes, Rats and Goats podcast. And we are going to be talking about all things on this absolutely insane episode of Survivor, which was so much fun. Uh, so definitely look out for that. I'm very excited and hopefully we get some mass singer next week. But don't worry, we're gonna be David Bory on top of this and let you know if that changes. That was one Drink. last water <laughs> for all of you from the Abacus and myself. We will unmask you next time. Take care everybody. Bye.